0: You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. It's uh, breaking news, what it means, and why it matters.
1: Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, no.
0: Uh, so glad to have you with us. We've got a big Friday edition. Katie McFarland will be here. Bethany Mandel. Uh, We're going to find out a little bit about uh, how the Republicans are approaching Hispanic voters uh, this year. And look who's back from his trip to Israel. Governor Mike Huckabee joins me right now. It's Kevin McCullough Radio.
1: Bench thinking, Kevin. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing
0: at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. And
1: Kevin McCullough.
0: I just want to help people think.
1: Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. he's playing the role as uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All
0: right, uh, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. You have to stick around for my final thought today. It's it's what Nick, is it not genius? It is one of the best ones we have ever put together. Yes, it is. And it's you've got to stick around for the final thought today. I'm, I can't tell you about it. I want to. That's how good it is. But you got to stick around. Uh, we're going <laughs> to it's just just imagining it makes me happy. Uh, all right. Let's go to uh, straight to Governor Mike Huckabee, who is joining us. He has uh, uh, survived yet another uh, journey uh... to israel and is back uh, i'm assuming uh... governor you're assuming all duties your your TV shows underway and you're you're back to being grandpa and all the other stuff that you got going on by the way how's that new governor working out for you there in arkansas she seems to be uh... tearing it up from where what i can tell
1: i'm gonna tell you the kids on fire i'm absolutely uh... She got her huge education bill through the senate yesterday it'll go to the house next week She's very likely to have that signed by the middle of next week, which brings school choice, a massive teacher pay increase, accountability. It's a a bold package, and it sailed through the Senate 27 to 5. It was quite uh, just an amazing victory for her.
0: Yeah. This is a good blueprint for other states to follow, too, is it not?
1: Well, I think it is, and it shows that people... Uh, across the political spectrum are really ready for something different in education, rather than just throwing more and more money at the public schools and hoping that somehow it's going to work out. And you particularly see the support from minority parents, uh, Hispanic parents, African-American parents. They want school choice. They don't want to be told, look, this is where your kid's going to go to school. And if they fail, then just too bad. They want to be able to make decisions based on what's best for their kids, and that's what we're beginning to see in Arkansas. I could have never pulled this off when I was there. Way too much opposition. Uh, there was a Democrat legislature. She's blessed with a very strong Republican majority, and it's it's going to happen.
0: Let's talk about your trip to Israel. I'm dying to know, because while you were over there— um, you know, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Biden made an, an unannounced trip to uh, Kiev. Uh, he he fell down the stairs on his way up a couple of times, and uh, he said $500 million to help underwrite the social programs and the pensions of the Ukrainian people. Uh, and what else did he do? Oh, he said, uh, you know, basically until Russia stops, we're, we're, we're all in. Uh, how is that playing on the international stage, particularly our most important ally in Israel?
1: I think most of the uh, Israelis that I dealt with when I was over there for nearly two weeks have a real anxiety about Joe Biden's presidency. They know that he just isn't uh, as supportive. Uh, They see him paying attention to Ukraine. But this is uh, a person whose administration with Obama favored Iran over Israel. And they're uh, they're not forgetting that. And they realize that the real danger they face is with the Iranians, and the Biden administration keeps wanting to go and make this deal with them. So they're very nervous about it, and they just don't feel like that they have the same kind of commitment uh, to maintain the integrity of Judea and Samaria, uh, to know that they're not going to be uh, sucker punched on trying to divide Jerusalem. Uh, I don't think the Biden administration will move the embassy back to Tel Aviv. That would be ridiculous. Uh, but there's just not a lot of confidence that the Biden administration is the best friend Israel ever had.
0: Yeah. And that that's hard for them, I would imagine, because pretty much through both parties in recent administrations, they have felt a confidence. And I, I'm not sure about the Obama years, but I would say with Clinton and Bush and uh, Bush before Clinton and, and Reagan and certainly, uh, you know, during those time frames, uh, I think Israel always felt confident that America was there for
1: them. I think that's generally true, but l- let me be blunt. No president ever did for Israel what Donald Trump did. That's and true. I'll just enumerate a few. Recognizing the Golan Heights as belonging to Israel, supporting them in building neighborhoods in Judea and Samaria, recognizing Israel uh, Jerusalem as the undisputed capital of the Jewish state and an undivided city that the Jews had a right to, to have, uh, from the time of Abraham and moving the embassy. And then add to that the Abraham Accords, and you have a, an incredible kind of record uh, with the Trump administration, and no president, Democrat or Republican, ever had the guts to move the embassy. They all said yeah. they were gonna do it, but none of them actually pulled it off. Trump walked in and did it. I talked to him two weeks after, and I said, why'd you do it? Everybody was against it in the you know world community. I'll never forget his answer, Kevin. He said, because I said I would, and it was the right thing to do. And that was the most refreshing answer I'd ever heard from someone. What
0: else did you take away from your time in Israel in terms of, um, you know, we've got a really emboldened Russia-China vortex now. It looks like China's going to back Russia all the way, not far behind. The Iranians are right there, not far behind. The North Koreans are ready to to jump on board is there a sense in Israel that the conflict in Ukraine could grow and could envelop more portions of the planet including some in their neighborhood
1: I think they're always concerned about that because they realize that there are so many countries who hate Israel who would annihilate them if they could uh, but the greater concern they have right now some internal stuff there's a lot of civil strife you know the Israelis make American politics look pretty tame And, and there's some stuff going on there but here's the the takeaway the reason that Israel is such a unique country and deserves our support it is the only true and real democracy in that entire region of the world free speech free elections freedom to criticize the government all live and reign in Israel and it doesn't live or reign anywhere close to them so there's a great sense of why Israel becomes important to the spread of freedom and liberty across the Middle East and the rest of the world.
0: Well, I, I not only agree with that, in my in my trips there, when I've spoken with some of the people that were in the Knesset and, and in other places, um, I always got this sense that Israel could more than hold its own in its own neighborhood, too, and that for some reason, and the, the Trump administration was a, was a stark departure from this, but that... Our administrations are always asking them to kind of kowtow and, you know, kind of, you know, tie their hands behind their back in terms of being able to take care of what they need to take care of for their own defense. And I that that always worries me because we shouldn't be putting that kind of limitation on on our allies.
1: Well, I think a lot of people may not fully appreciate that Israel has never, never, ever asked the U.S. to fight a war for them. They've asked for supplies and equipment, uh, but they have never once asked, nor have we ever given boots on the ground to any of their conflicts uh, to preserve their independence and liberty. They fight their own wars. And so it's an important part of what makes them a great ally. Truth is, they have imported to us an extraordinary level of both intelligence and technology that has been very helpful to our military, and most Americans aren't even aware of it. Yeah,
0: I know that's really true. Well, glad you're back. Glad it was a good trip. Uh, What's on the big show this weekend?
1: We're going to be talking about the Tennessee law that has uh, now gone through that says that you cannot mutilate and chemically castrate children. I think that's going to be a great discussion. We have an exciting young uh, married couple musical group. Cliff and Susan is going to be with us. You've probably never heard of them but I believe you're going to, some of the most high-energy and exciting music. I'm th- thrilled about them being on with us.
0: Cool. Sounds like a very uh, cool episode. Uh, that Check that out. It's Huckabee Today, TBN, Saturday and Sunday nights, 8 and 11. Don't miss it uh, every Saturday and Sunday night. Governor, always a pleasure to speak with you on Fridays. Have a great weekend.